Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to talk about imprecatory psalms, and these are psalms where the psalm writer is calling down God's judgment against his adversaries or enemies. The word imprecation simply means spoken curse. And that is what is in these imprecatory psalms. We got a message from one of our listeners, Jonathan, thank you for reaching out, by the way, who asked us if in our Bible overview, we're going to specifically deal with any imprecatory psalms. And that had not been specifically on our radar, but thanks to his reaching out, we put it on our radar. As Providence would have it, we were scheduled to do Psalm 139 yesterday. And Psalm 139 actually has a section of imprecation in it. So it was very easy for us. In fact, I alluded to it in that daily dose yesterday that we would deal with that more today, which is what we're going to do. And uh, there's some imprecation at the very end of Psalm 143. We're going to look a little bit at Psalm 109 and Psalm 83. So I'm not going to read all of Psalm 143. Most of it is a penitential psalm where the Psalm writer David is asking for God's mercy, but when you get down to the bottom, it starts to refer to enemies and God's judgment against them. Let's look at that, verses 9 through 12 in Psalm 143. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring my soul out of trouble, and in your steadfast love, you will cut off my enemies, and you will destroy all the adversaries of my soul, for I am your servant. So you hear him calling down judgment, uh, cutting off enemies, destroying adversaries, and that's classic imprecation. Psalm 109 is another psalm. We're going to look at verses 1 through 15, where there's a whole lot of that, and they're laying it on pretty thick here. This is David again. Be not silent, O God, of my praise. For wicked and deceitful mouths are open against me, speaking against me with lying tongues. They encircle me with words of hate and cause and attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me, but I give myself to prayer. So they reward me evil for good and hatred for my love. Appoint a wicked man against him. Let accusers stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him Come forth guilty. Let his prayer be counted as sin. May his days be few. May another take his office. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander about and beg, seeking far food far from the ruins they inhabit. May the creditor seize all that he has. May strangers plunder the fruits of his toil. Let there be none to extend kindness to him, nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his posterity be cut off. May his name be blotted out in the second generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. So that is a uh, seemingly very angry David who is asking God to heap down judgment on his adversaries and enemies. And it just raises a lot of questions in our mind. Like, is it okay for a godly person to even pray like that? Is, is that okay to do? Another question might be, in these Psalms, this is God's word. I mean, is this meant to reflect God's character at all? Or is this just an account of some psalmist bellyaching about his specific circumstance? And furthermore, is there a place in my life where it would ever be appropriate for me 
to cry out to God in for the judgment of my enemies or for the vindication of my adversaries? These are all difficult questions. And in many ways, they get back to the issue of sin. In today's day and age, modern American, quote unquote, Christianity, the talking about sin is decreasingly popular, it seems like. Not a lot of talk about sin or how much God hates sin or how God punishes sin or how God will ultimately carry out vengeance against sin. But if we don't have an understanding of sin, and and by the way, I don't think any of us accurately understands how bad sin really is. But if, if we don't have an understanding of sin's role in the whole redemptive plan of God, then we're going to fall short of understanding how valuable the gospel is. So this isn't like sin is just kind of us being bad and I can balance out my kind of being bad with really trying to be good and the scales hopefully will fall in my favor on judgment day. But this is an understanding of sin that says if, if you're guilty in one tiny spot, that's enough to convict you and to condemn you to an eternity of separation from God. Why? Because God is holy and perfect and he can't be in the presence of sin. This is why he had to send his son, the perfect God-man who perfectly met the righteous requirements of the law. Every single one of them didn't sin once, did what we could never do. And then he died paying the penalty for sin. He rose again, defeating sin, death, and the power of the devil so that anyone who would put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ could be clothed with his righteousness. Even though we sin and are blotted with all kinds of stains, we would be clothed in the perfect perfect righteousness of Christ and we could stand holy and blameless before God. And if you take sin out of that equation, it doesn't really make sense. Why do we need Christ's righteousness? Why can't we just be good on our own? And uh, so it starts with an understanding of sin and then an understanding that God hates sin and he will eventually carry out ultimate vengeance against sin. And we should long for a day when God fully deals with sin and fully deals with Satan. But we should hold these things in tension. We can't just run around, you know, thinking ourselves better than everyone and calling down God's judgment on everyone. Because if we do that without remembering the condition that we were in when God saved us through Christ, then we start to get out of balance there. So Psalm 83 has a little bit of a guide for us and how we can handle that. The very end of Psalm 83 verses 16 through 18 say this, fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. So if we can, on one hand, long for God's punishment of sin, because it is in his heart to do that, while at the same time longing for the salvation of our enemies, then maybe we can get close to striking that balance right. Just like it says here, that they would be judged so that they may seek your name, that they would be punished so that they would know that you are the most high over all the earth. And that's how we can use imprecatory psalms in a way that is redemptive and motivates us to help our friends and help enemies of God know him before it's too late so that they can be protected from his vengeance when he punishes sin ultimately. Lord, help us to strike that balance right. Help us to think correctly about this. And thank you for these Psalms that bring these tough issues to mind. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.